welcome, welcome, welcome. We are super excited to get to gather together for Ignite tonight. People are laughing. Is something happening? Do I have a hair out of place? No? We're all good? Okay, so far, so good? Okay. All right. Thanks. Okay. Hi, everybody at home. Just so you know, it's like 71 degrees in here. Yeah, so there's that. We just want you to experience that, breathe it in. Okay, on to my announcements. Tonight, we get to gather together for Ignite, which is um, Brookview's family meeting. And it's just kind of an inside look at what's going on around here. Um, at about 8 o'clock last night, when we realized that would be the time that we would head outside for fire pits, we were like, we don't want to sit around a fire. Any of you want to sit around a fire? So we're punting a little bit. We're shifting. Um, we are going to move our dinner, which is pizza and salad, Caesar salad, to inside of this space here in the air conditioning. Then we will gather in here towards the front for Ignite, our meeting. And then we will dismiss again to tables in the back for an ice cream social. Um, and there will be table hosts for you, um, helping you to figure out what to do. So just find an open chair at a table and have a seat at one of those at Ignite tonight. So we are not doing fires with s'mores. We will hopefully get to do that on July 3rd, which is next Saturday night. So the 4th of July happens, obviously, on the 4th of July. But that's a Sunday. And so instead of gathering together for our regular church service, we are going to gather on Saturday evening um, at, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here at 6.30. Are you going to be here at 6.30? All right. Yeah, I got this. Um, so we're going to have one hour of worship. It's family and kid friendly. So please bring your littles with you. And then weather permitting, it's weird that I'm saying weather permitting, we're going to have fires. Um, so I know that there's a bit of a burn ban on as well. So we'll kind of be watching that and making sure that the fire pits that we have work for that. But if they don't, we punt again. This is what COVID taught us. We can be really, really flexible as long as we get to be together. So that is what we will enjoy on the 3rd of July, no matter what, being together. So please come to that. Mark your calendars for that. And don't show up for church on Sunday morning because the doors will be locked. Not because we don't care about you, but because we're out celebrating the 4th with family and friends. And we encourage you to do the same. Um, what's my next one? So last summer, at the beginning of COVID, we had teams of people that gathered together to pack food boxes for the Edmonds School District. And they're continuing that through the summer. And basically, who they're targeting with those food boxes is kids who have been established as homeless or food impoverished in some way. And so what we do is we get to gather three times over the summer and help them to put all the food in boxes that will later be distributed. And so if you are able to help on any one of those days, we would so love to have you do that. We're committed to 10 people, bringing 10 people um, this coming Tuesday, the 29th, from 9 in the morning till noon at College Place Middle School. So far, we have seven. So we're really close. And I told the guy, you don't understand Brookview. We're fast. 
last time we went, the food service workers were like, we don't know what to do. We don't have any more boxes. And we were like, we could put together boxes. So we were taping them. And so we would love to have you. We'd love to to meet our obligation or our commitment to the Nourishing Network and provide 10 people. Um, And so middle school students are absolutely cool to come. We'd love to have you. There's a little bit of paperwork if you've never done it before that you need to fill out prior to because it's a school district thing. They just want to make sure that everybody has a clear background check run before they show up on a school district site. So if you are interested in anything that we're talking about this morning and you want more information, you can always fill out your online communication card at brookviewchurch.com forward slash contact. And we love to hear from you throughout the week. It's a great way for you to sign up for things as well. You can also text the word, never mind, can't text it, I don't know what it is, it's there, but it's like in the abyss of the internet, so don't be texting anything to me, just kidding, if you have my personal number, I always love hearing from you, if it's nice. Um, Okay, I think that that's it, Uh, we are going to transition to Casey speaking this morning, and Sue, okay. Oh, Jason, good. Okay, so we are moving forward as the Mariners, the Seahawks, and the Sounders are in full confidence that um, we will be fully open Washington State as of June 30th. What that means for us is there are no restrictions on our gathering anymore. That means masks are optional. That means you will not need to RSVP to church. Just come. When you come, our first service together will be on July 11th. There's a couple of things. If you're like, oh, I'm super uncomfortable with having people sit right next to me, bring a purse. No one will sit on your purse. Bring a Bible. There are ways of making sure that you have physical distance between you, and you can do it yourself. You don't need us anymore. So bring your bags. I mean, if you want to bring a suitcase, go for it. We will just absolutely respect whatever way you can be here in a comfortable way. We won't judge. So um, is that it? How'd I do? Okay, okay, yeah, I just got beast mode from my husband, so that's pretty awesome. Okay, Casey, welcome up here. (laughs) This is going to be a fun act to follow. man, that was me. Dang it. If you didn't hear me, I said January, fun act to follow. So, (laughs) Um, Well, this will probably be a little bit of a uh, quicker message than what we're used to with Jason. Uh, A few reasons for that. A, he's just the man. I'm not as smart or wise as him, so he has more to say. Um, And also, hey, enjoy the sun. Get back for Ignite. You know, won't be that quick, though. 
Um, so over the summer, we're in a series uh, that we're calling The Way of Jesus. And Jason, he asked me a few weeks ago if I could preach on this date. And um, he usually will let me know if there's a theme um, that he wants me to either stick to or, hey, you have free reign, you know, New Testament, Old Testament, have fun. And he let me know, hey, we're in the middle of a series. And he said it's called The Way of Jesus and, you know, something Jesus taught, something he said, an encounter he had. And he goes, yeah, it's pretty wide open, you know, uh, Jesus did a lot of things. So, <laughs> And so on one hand, I'm like, okay, it's pretty wide open, that's nice, I got some freedom to, you know, you know, what, what am I feeling? What am I, you know, um, but on, on the other hand, it's almost too wide open. I'm like, whoa, what do we, you know, he taught a lot of things. He had a lot of encounters. I want to pick something good. I want to pick something good. Um, that'll be really captivating, really compelling. And so I want to look at, in my opinion, one of Jesus's most important statements that he ever made to the 12 disciples. A big claim, I know, but I really do think it's one of the most important statements that he ever made. So we're going to jump right into it, um, jump into the, into the text. So John chapter 13, starting in verse 34, he said, A new commandment that I give to you. A new commandment I give to you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciple if you love one another. Just a very classic thing, classic Jesus thing to say, love one another. But if you really think about it, if you really get into it, did Jesus just give us the ultimate litmus test for whether or not we are actually true, authentic, genuine followers of him? Is this it? And if you've been around organized religion, you know, whether you were raised in it or you're, you're newer to it, you know, the popular trend amongst, you know, the world religions is that you kind of prove that you're a true follower of that particular religion by your um, dedication, by your discipline, right? By your focus, by your morality. That kind of seems to be the overwhelming trend, the ultimate gauge, in my opinion, where I've seen, you know, the, the cultural connotations, um, especially when it comes to evangelicalism or, or Christianity. You know, hey, you, you know that guy is a Christian by the way he dresses. You know, he, they, they don't use bad words, you know, they... They don't go to bad places. They definitely don't watch bad movies, you know. You kind of get my gist. That's, those are kind of the parameters that, that we kind of gauge on how, how good of a Christian that they are. But, but Jesus says, by this, all the people in your world, all the people you come across, everyone will know that he follows, that she follows Jesus. If you will follow this new commandment, love one another just as I have loved you. Jesus says, this will be the test. This will be, be the test. How well do you love? Not like, how many times did you curse this week? Not how do you dress, but how do you love each other? Now, when I begin writing a sermon, usually it'll start with a question. And Jesus says, I have a new commandment. And if anything like me, I was like, did you say new? Oh, did you? Okay. New is exciting. New plagues our culture and our world. Like, ooh, I just want something new. Give me something new. You know, like we're, we're coming out of COVID. I just want something new. I want to feel something fresh. I want something new. And, and I don't know. I think that's the reason why Amazon is so popular. I can get something new and it'll be here tomorrow? <laughs> what? 
I just, I love new stuff. I love new tools, new toys, new clothes, everything. And Jesus says, I have a new commandment. I'm thinking, oh, new. He just said new. Okay, well, you, you have my attention. What's new? And he says, love one another. <laughs> that's not new. And that's the question that kind of sparked this message. Because I'm like, uh, that's not new. I don't think that's very new. Jesus, you can't just give speeches that don't make sense. Like, if instead he would have been like, guys, I got something new. It's like, okay, what, what is it? He's like, I'm going to be with you and I'm going to start to float. In fact, I'm going to teach you guys how to float and we're just going to float around. And it's like, did you hear the new thing that we're doing? We're just going to hover and float because of our faith, like, this is new. Like, if you would have said that, like, that's exciting. But Jesus says, here's a new commandment. Love each other. And you're like, oh, I don't think that's very new. And so, I don't know, if you're like me, I read that, and I'm like, what's so new about that? What's so new about, about loving each other? I mean, if you go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible, the Torah, you know, the first five books of the Bible there's plenty in there about loving each other. Not as much as the New Testament, but plenty about love. And Jesus says, love one another. That, that's my new commandment. Why and how is that new? Now, by asking that question, I think you and I might stumble onto the key that unlocks this whole teaching, the, the, the key that unlocks this whole verse. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. Now, by loving one another, this will be the litmus test. Can you love your community well? Can you love your neighbors well? Can you love your next-door neighbor? Can you love that, that annoying family that your kid plays baseball with? Can you love them? This will be the test. But notice, semicolon, a new commandment, love one another, that's not new, just as I have loved you. Just as I have loved you. Here's why it's new. Because we are to love one another the same way Jesus loved us. Not the same way we've been loving each other. Not the same way we, we always attempt and try to love each other temporarily. But love one another just as Jesus loves us. That's not just new. That's discouraging. And maybe you're like, that's not discouraging. I think it is. <laughs> hey, I got a new commandment, right? And you're like, oh, okay. Like, I'm in. Talk about marketing. Talk about a billboard. Jesus has something new. This is, this is beyond the Ten Commandments. Okay, t tell us your new commandment. I, I, I can't wait to hear it. This is so exciting. You need to love one another. Okay, that's... What, what else? What else you got? Like, I have loved you. What? It's like, Jesus, we, we got a few questions. Real quick, real quick. You're perfect. Jesus like, yeah, I am. <laughs> so your love is perfect. It is. So you're saying love each other perfectly? He's like, yeah. Next question. It's like, that's impossible, Jesus. That's impossible. 
And he's like, yeah, no, totally, it is. <laughs> so we can't do the new commandment that you're asking us to do. But I think Jesus would say, well, I think you can. And by the way, if the teachings of Jesus haven't frustrated you yet, they should. They need to because what I have found when they do, it almost drives us to kind of dig deeper oftentimes and lead us into the right place, lead us into, into the right answers of like, oh, this is frustrating. I want to be able to do this. And this new commandment, like I said, it should frustrate you. First of all, it shouldn't feel new. And then second of all, you should ask, why doesn't it feel new? And then God says, because I want you to love people exactly like I have loved you. And at that point, you go, that's impossible. And he says, exactly. And then we go, well, then what are we supposed to do? And he says, you're going to need a lot of me, aren't you? And then we go, oh, oh, okay. So you want us to need you in order to love others the way that you love us. So like a glass being emptied or a cup being emptied, we are to, to wake up every day as empty as can be and allow God to, to fill us so that fill us with that unconditional love so that we can, we can give it to others and pour it out. Now, the next question that I asked myself was, do I know how Jesus loves. Because he said, I want you to love others like I have loved you. In order to do that, I need to know and understand how Jesus loved. And I am quite honestly convinced that there are very few things, if any at all, that are more important than that question in our experience on this planet and in our reality to, to, to know, okay, what, how does he love? How did he love so unconditionally? Do I know his love? Have I experienced his love? I'm not sure I can ask a more important question. Do you know how he loves you? Do you know how he loves you? What is it about his love that is unlike any other love that we can experience? How does, how does he love you? And there's so much to say to that question. Um, I know I said it's going to be a quicker sermon. I could probably talk about that a lot, but I wanted to kind of summarize how he loves us as simply as I could. And like I said, there's so much more to say, but here's how he loves you unconditionally. God loves you with no conditions. He loves you for you, and that's all. That's all. He loves you fully. He loves you perfectly because he is perfect love. No conditions. And people ask all the time, like, does God love me? Could God love me? And I know you've heard this. I've heard this joke so many times. Oh, if I came to church, the building would cave in. It'd catch on fire. And every time I hear that, I just go, you have no idea. You have no idea how much he loves you. Does God love me? What a funny question I think that we still ask ourselves. Is God here? Does, does God love me? Does he love me? This goes so much beyond our definition, our English de definition of love. This is obsession. This is, this is you are always on his mind. The Bible says, as numerous as the sands on the seashore, 
so are his thoughts toward you. As numerous as the sands on the seashore. Now the word love here in John 13 is the word agape, which is very important because this does not really connect at all to our English definition of the word. Um, The definition and meaning of this word really has nothing to do with emotion. It has nothing to do with impulse, nothing. It doesn't have a connection to affinity. It has no need for attraction. It has no need for emotion. None of that. No affinity, no attraction, no emotion, which is to say it does not need affinity. It does not need emotion or attraction. And yet so much of our love the love that we sing about, the love in our movies, you know, how much we love, love, how much we sing about it, the, the love that we melt about, that we swoon about, that we dance about. It's usually affinity. It's usually attraction. It's usually emotion, impulse, desire. His love is way past that. His love is no condition. Now, Does he have affinity for us? Does he have attraction to us? Does he have emotion? A thousand times, yes, but it does not need those things. It doesn't need it. So when God says that the litmus test of your authenticity and your journey with Jesus is that you will begin to express love that doesn't need attraction or affinity or emotion, it is the love that only God can give us and persuade us to, 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 to fill in and to pour out. Number one, it is to live with unselfish concern. Unselfish concern. It means that you are committed to seeking the benefit of others. That you pursue the benefit of others. You pursue serving others. So unselfish concern, which is to say caring without scoring, caring without keeping score, without keeping tally. I've loved you this much. You've loved me this much. No, no, no. How you will know whether or not your faith is authentic and genuine is that you will learn to love without conditions. Now, who are we supposed to love? Well, first and foremost, John 13 is loving those in our own community, loving those who you are with rubbing shoulders with every single day, whether church, work, family, neighbors. We are to love and to serve one another unselfishly. We are to care for those without keeping score. And I'll say say it like this. I, I was having a conversation with someone recently, and they made this statement. They said, that particular person owes me a favor. And I thought that was very normal. Didn't think much of it. Um, but then... I was kind of reflecting on that conversation, and I started, you know, like, that's a different kind of way of living. That, that, that's not the way Jesus is inviting us um, to live. We don't owe each other favors. That's, that, that's not what he's talking about here. In fact, I, I try my best not to think that way. Like, no one owes me anything. Because once I start to think that way, that changes the, the, the entire dynamic and definition of the love that I am to live with. That's what I meant by, you know, um, by caring without scoring. It's, it's not a matter of, of you've done this for me and I've done this for you. Like, the, there's no scoreboard. You don't owe me anything. I didn't do this so that later down the road, you would then do something for me. Like, 
if your neighbor, if I mowed my neighbor's lawn, and then when I'm on vacation, they mow my lawn, like, that's fine. But we're, we're talking about a whole nother level of love. That, to me, sounds more like, like a partnership, like business partners, you know? Like, oh, I've done this for you, so then you, you, you can do this for me. No, no. We are leveling up to a different type of love. And, and like I said, it, it's caring without um, concerning. Oh, my gosh, sorry. Lost my spot there. I'm going to have concerning care, and I'm going to seek the benefit of you. I'm going to seek your benefit without even considering my benefit. Like, there's, it's just about you. I'm going to benefit you. And I think that's what Jesus is talking about here. Now, to live like that every single day, it's impossible. It's impossible. And that's why I think, and, and what I've found is most teachings of Jesus kind of leave you in this place of going, I can't do that. That sounds pretty impossible. And Jesus goes, yeah, I know. And you need me to do it. Like, you need me to be your best friend. And I'm going to walk with you every single day. And I'm going to energize you. And I'm going to fill you up. So I need you to empty yourself so that I can fill you up. So that you can pour out this, this, this unconditional love. This loving um, without scoring. This, 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 this unselfish concern for others. You do that every single day. Well, we can't do it every single day, but if we try to do it every single day, um, I mean, there'll be times where like a friend will call you maybe at 11.30 p.m., say, hey, man, do you have a minute to talk? I, I'm going through something. And you're like, yeah, so am I. It's called REM cycle. <laughs> Can this conversation wait until the morning? He's like, no, 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 just, just, just five minutes. And we all know five minutes between friends is at least 45 minutes. Like, you know, there's going to be those times. There's going to be those times for sure. And, you know, I think oftentimes in those situations, it's like, yeah, I'll do it because I know they would do it for me. No, no, no. That's not what we're talking about here. It's not because they'll do it for me. It's just because I have unselfish concern for you. There's another level. There's another level. This isn't business partners. And so the only way we can do this, the only way this is possible is by, by following the person who modeled it, who demonstrated it, who embodied it, and that's Jesus. He said a new commandment, a new commandment, because this, this kind of love was not even possible before. Loving without conditions, loving without scoring, all that was not even possible that's why he said, I'm going to die on the cross, and I'm going to be resurrected three days later, and I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to give you my spirit, my helper. And he said, don't, don't do anything until you feel my spirit. He is invisible, but it is tangible. It is tangible, and it is real, his presence, the presence of God. It is the Holy Spirit, and it's upon us, and it's within us, and it enables us every single day, every single day, preparing us to love without condition, preparing us to care without, uh, without scoring, preparing us to seek the benefit of others before we even think about the benefit of ourselves. Now, I just want you to imagine for a moment loving with no conditions, just uh, someone who does that. Now, times that by 100 people practicing that. 
then times up by a thousand people practicing that kind of love. Love them without condition. Now times it by 10,000, 100,000. And all of a sudden, you can kind of start to see and peer into the future like, oh, this, this love, this godly love, this, this, this Jesus love, love with no conditions can really, truly change the world. Man. I don't think waking up every single morning thinking that I have it all figured out or that I'm noble, or I'm moral, or I'm excellent, is actually how Jesus' followers should wake up. I'm not saying that you should lack confidence, or assurance, or boldness, or security, but I think that if every single day we wake up with John chapter 13, verses 34 to 35, that requires us to wake up and go, I can't do this. I need you. I need you to do this. And we are here kind of on like a, like a I scratch your back, you scratch mine kind of arrangement. So, so God, empty me of that. Empty me of that and, and fill me with unselfish concern for others. And then you go about your day and, and the person of Jesus is walking with you and he's energizing us and he's, he, he starts to nudge us. He starts to to point things out. Hey, take care of them. Hey, sit down and listen. Change your schedule. Pick up a call, which for me is a big one. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. I'm bad at it. Go to coffee. Pray for that person right now. And then call them and say, hey, I'm thinking about you. And the whole time expecting nothing in return. I I just want to go on record saying, I think that this is the most exhilarating and fulfilling way that we can live life. And you start to do it, and it just starts to to rejuvenate you and excite you. But I'll also be the first person to say that I have bad days where I don't do this. Correction, I have bad weeks that turn into bad months. And, and, and all this stuff starts to happen to where it's like, I, I'm only going to love people who are loving me. I'm only going to take care of people who I know will take care of me back. But I, I want to go, I want a next level love. I want to do what Jesus is talking about here. And, and we can only do that. We can only have this unselfish concern if we allow ourselves to empty up, empty out, and let Jesus fill us. And maybe during this message, you're like, I feel so selfish right now because it's all about (laughs) being unselfish. Um, And you feel like me. Sometimes I'm like, I'm in my own thoughts, and I'm like, I only think about myself. (laughs) Like, I'm so selfish right now. And my wife, Kaylin, she is an incredibly unselfish person. And she will always be thinking about other people and like, oh, what's, what's their favorite coffee? And just bring them their favorite coffee or bring them their favorite snack. Like little things, but it's out of such a beautiful, unselfish place. And being married to her, I'm like, I suck at loving other people. <laughs> um, now, I don't compare myself to her, but I allow her to motivate me to go and spend time with God, to, to get filled up with that kind of love, that, that, that kind of love that just is concern for others, not keeping score, not, not keeping tallies, all that stuff. And, and God, he will, 
people will know. People, like he said, people will then know that you are true, genuine followers of Jesus. And if anything, I think we need more of that right now in our world. Less of, I got this figured out. Less of, I, 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 again, like I said, I'm so noble. I've been doing this for 10 years. I read, no, no, no. We need more of, I'm not doing any of this for my concern, for my benefit. It is all just for other people. And then they will know, the people in your world, the people you come across, will know that we are genuine followers of Jesus. And I think that will just leave just such a better taste in people's mouth anytime they hear that name, Jesus and, and church and all those things. So, Ben, if you guys want to come up and join me, like I said, it was going to be a quicker one today. Um, but I just really was hoping, I just wanted to encourage you guys this morning to just consider what our mornings, our daily routines. Are we truly pouring out our cup and saying, God, I need you I need you to fill it. I need you to give me that kind of love that I can pour out that people will know is genuine, it's authentic, and it's the love that they can only find from the person of Jesus. It can't be manufactured anywhere else. That is the agape love that, that John is talking about here. And so as we continue on in the summer and in the series, am I truly loving people authentically, genuinely, as Jesus is inviting us to in this passage. Jesus, thank you so much that this, this simple prayer of filling us with unselfish concern for others, caring without scoring, caring with no strings attached, when we ask you for that, God, you answer and you respond, and, and I thank you for that. And Lord, for anyone listening this morning, if they're there, if they're in a place where they know, oh, I, need, I need to pour out more so that, so that you can come in and fill me. Father, as they, as, they, as they come humbly to ask you for more, God, I just pray that you listen. And I pray that you, you meet us here in this space that you begin to fill us, that you begin to, to touch our hearts, our spirits, Lord, and just give us the courage to act on those, on those impulses. When you say, no, 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 go talk to them. Go love them. Go be me to them and do without expecting anything in return because that's what true, unconditional love looks like, Lord. Give us more of that. Help us to see the world through your eyes, Lord. Thank you so much.